0: What could you tell uh, about the movie, Wir wollten eins Meer or Shores of Hope?
1: You want to know the story? It's very, very complicated. Ah. It's basically about human relationships, of course, like most movies. Uh, but being set in the DDR time, it's a little bit more complicated than that because people are watching people and you don't know who you can trust. Mm. Uh, yeah, so. You have your ambitions, but you can't necessarily fulfil them because uh, someone else has another plan for you and gets in the way, and then life doesn't uh, go quite the way you thought it would.
0: Yeah, now I know um, the story of the DDR uh, because, yeah, <laughs> my own history. I was born in uh, Dresden. Oh, okay. And yeah, my first seven years was uh, were the last seven of the DDR. Yeah.
1: And I actually live in the old DDR now, anyway, in Mecklenburg-Vorpommern, so mm. <laughs> I have some idea of what went on here, a little bit about the history.
0: Mm. And yeah, what could you tell about uh, your score to this movie?
1: Well, we—I uh, saw the film uh, on my own. I, the, the, I got a call and I uh, went to Ufa Cinema, and they put me in a room and showed me the film, and then. Uh, I came out and they asked me what I thought of it and I said I liked it very much. It was a bit difficult for me to understand in places because then they hadn't done all the uh, extra dialogue recording but anyway the feeling of the film came over very clearly to me and uh, I was excited to be asked to work on the project. Then I had a meeting with the director Toka Konstantin Hebel and uh, we talked about the kind of music and I had already felt that it needed to be something, or part of the, the the music had to be dark and uh, not normal cinema music and I kept having this the name of Bernard Herman in my mind but I didn't want to say Bernard Herman to Toker in case he immediately thought of Psycho or something like this but then during our conversation he said oh it maybe should be a bit like Bernard Herman." and then I knew that we were both on the same wavelength
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I I kind of used that kind of flavor for what I called the, the Stasi stomp, which was, was this rhythmic piece which uh, you always hear when the, the Stasi are in the picture.
0: Hmm. That sounds uh, very dark and dramatic and yeah, 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 I like it.
1: Another reason for me to go this way was that, uh, as you probably know, the budgets are not huge for films. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, What I don't like in music is to have a small orchestra, a kind of conventional orchestra, but you have to, it's small, like not many strings, for example, because then it always sounds like a small orchestra and sounds cheap. But if you choose a special character, and this is what Bernard Herrmann did uh, in your orchestra, then although you've not used many people, you have created a character and personality for the score and therefore it can't be compared to something else, so it doesn't sound like you've tried to do it cheaply. For example, I think Herman, he he wrote one score which was just for double basses and lots of flutes and brass uh, and in this I decided to use actually a good-sized string section but uh, then with four trombones, uh, four percussion and a piano and then I just use one clarinet and one trumpet uh, just in a couple of cues just for a different sound for the characters. So this lineup gives the uh, gives the scorer a a kind of color in its own right. Mm
0: -hmm. And you use the uh, City of Prague uh, Philharmonic Orchestra?
1: Yes I did, yeah. Mm, Great. You probably know that's one of my favorite places to record. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah, they sound uh, Great, and did you also worked on the songs uh, Nieman's Land and yeah? The,
1: uh, yeah, the uh, when I wrote this love theme for the film, and originally the film was called Nieman's Land. Mm-hmm. Then I had the idea, oh, why not just create the turn the love theme into a song? So I wrote that. It's not used in the film. Uh, And the other songs in the film are uh, source music, you know, recordings either from the time or I don't know this other song which is called Why Do We Always Say Our Fideszain? I don't know if that's a contemporary song or written a long time ago and then just used for the film. But anyway, for those I I had nothing to do with them.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it sounds uh, great, and and the trailer uh, yeah makes me curious uh, on the movie. And I try to watch it in cinema.
1: Good. I hope I hope you can. I think it probably is only around for one week, so you need to, uh, yeah, you need to hurry. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Um, and well, it, it opens
1: this weekend, so.
0: No, perhaps in Augsburg. I don't hear that it starts yet.
1: No, I don't know if it goes in all the kinos or maybe just some smaller ones or.
0: Perhaps the smaller ones. Uh, in Augsburg, we have three uh, little, uh, yeah, cinemas.
1: Yeah.
0: They show the little movies. Oh, okay. Um, and how it came uh, that you write uh, film music again?
1: Well, I, uh, I've always been an, an orchestrator, and I've never mm-hmm. been until fairly recently frustrated as an. Or- I haven't been a frustrated composer. Oh. That's the phrase for. Because when I worked with with great composers, uh, then for me it was enough to be orchestrating their music and watch how they work, and that was always satisfying. In recent years, the uh, the quality of composers I would say is probably not so good. I'm only I'm not talking about obviously the, the Hollywood greats who are still there, but I'm talking about a lot of young people who come up in the business and just play a keyboard and they think that's how they compose. Uh, and I began to get a bit frustrated, you know, working on on music which I didn't think was of such a good quality as it used to be. So then I thought, well, I can write music, you know. I, OK, I'm going to use a word now. I actually said to my friend, I said, why am I orchestrating shit music when I can write my own shit music? Mm-hmm. How it started uh so and i, I now i in the past year i've done three films which i think for a start you know a beginning in germany is probably not so bad
0: mm-hmm. great and um could you tell something about your new uh, music to uh, the schöne spionen
1: yeah this is a film by the made by the director of the uh, mammoth forgot mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it's a very interesting film based on a true story it has Valerie Niehaus in the, the Hauptrolle and uh, she plays this spy between the first just before the Second World War uh, who spied she spoke many languages fluently and she spied for the Germans they uh, they trained her but then for one reason or another she then switched over and, and spied for the English uh, and, but, but she falls in love with one of her German colleagues who at the end of uh, actually, I can't say at the end of the film because that gives it all the way anyway. Mm-hmm. Again, it's about relationships, double-crossing, and uh, for that of course I had to create another kind of atmosphere for the film. Uh, again lots of dark music for uh, Nazis and then a love theme. Uh, yeah, and wonderful to work with Miguel again because he just loves music, he's very open to ideas and music. And he actually said to me, he said, the only reason I make films is so that people can write music for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, it's wonderful working with someone who's so appreciative like that. The only problem is, of course, there's so much music. I think I wrote about 80 minutes of music. Oh. That, uh, Yeah, so that's still in the, uh, the process of post-production now. And I think that will be shown on television at the beginning of next year.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, I'm looking forward uh, to the movie and the music. Um, is, there, uh, is there a score release too for this? Yes, it yes.
1: will be coming out, yes, absolutely. Great. Yeah. My colleague, James Fitzpatrick, who runs Tadlow Records, he was at the recording sessions and immediately said, yes, the CD comes out.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, that was it uh, for my question. Thank you very much for the short interview.
1: You're welcome. Maybe we can do it again sometime.